So former Prime Minister Sir John Keyes popped up in a couple of Australian new- newspapers defending China. Now, he reckons China isn't the aggressor that we think it is. And he also says its expansion in the Pacific is more nuanced than many of us perceive. Sir John, good evening. Hello, Heather. Where are you seeing the nuance? Well, look, the reality is that, uh, you know, what we're seeing in the Pacific from China is to- is uh, checkbook diplomacy. And we've actually seen that for a very, very long period of time, right? So, in fact, they, they were involved in my time, you know, spending money, but also we worked alongside them doing projects. And so my, my main point is really that it's not actually new and, and it's nuanced in the sense that people are sort of arguing this is being solely done for the capacity of the Chinese um, Navy and particularly to have military or military access places park their boats. But, that, that, but actually in reality, I think it's a little different to that. I think actually all they're doing is um, acquiring friends because as we move into a multilateral world, um, we all know that when we want particular things of interest passed, we need votes and we need votes of support and they're acquiring those votes of support. Could it be a bit of both? Yeah, it'll be a, it could potentially be a bit of both. But look, it depends where you sit. I mean, if you take the perspective of the Americans, and yeah, like frankly, many people around the world, they say that China's emerging as a superpower. It's going to use all this wealth to be very aggressive in a military sense and to effectively attack other countries. And I'm not in that camp. I just think that's nonsense. I, I don't think history supports that view. I don't think that's what the Chinese want to do. I think they want to lift more, you know, millions and millions more people out of poverty, but I don't think they actually want to go around, around attacking people. Now, will they defend what they believe is their territorial rights that are really challenged? In other words, Taiwan and Hong Kong. The answer is yes, but you can even see in Hong Kong when the problems um, took place a year or so ago, they were extremely cautious about the way they acted. So do you reckon there's still a chance that they, they go for Taiwan? Well, there's always a chance because they, they, they believe it is part of China. So they always talk about, you know, one country, many systems. Um, and actually New Zealand recognises that. So as a Prime Minister of New Zealand, myself, Jacinda Ardern, everybody else, we all trot off to China and we say... Look, we believe in, and respect China's, um, you know, one, you know, one policy, a one China policy, and that means mm. we recognise their territorial authority. So, uh, you know, I, the question would be: under what circumstances would they do that? And that would obviously be circumstances where they really, truly believed that they were losing control and Taiwan was trying to go independent. Now, maybe that's all possible, but. I don't think either side's really going to do that, in my personal view. So I, I think they are, they will. Yeah, you know, there'll be a lot of saber rattling, but I actually think they'll be much more cautious than people think. You've said that you resisted pressure to be more outspoken on China. Was that from the US? Yeah, yeah, the US, but also Australia and others. I mean, there are plenty of countries that wanted us to be more outspoken. I mean, my point isn't that we didn't stand up for. Um, the things that we believe in. Yeah, of course we talked about human rights issues we saw or the plight of the Uyghurs or all these other issues of making sure that they exercise caution in places like Taiwan and Hong Kong. And you know, None of these issues are new, by the way. I mean, people talk about them today as if they've just emerged in you know, the South China Seas in the last five minutes. They've been there you know, in my day, and in fact, they've been there for a very, very long period of time. I think the main um, point I would make, and I did, I was making that interview that I gave, was really that, look, there's ways and ways of saying things. So you know, you can say it with a very, in a very aggressive sort of tone, 
or you can make your points in a diplomatic way. And we certainly made them in a diplomatic way, and I'd encourage the current government of New Zealand to make them in a diplomatic way, because what is the point in just going full force? I mean, what does it achieve? Will it actually change anything in China? Probably not. Will it have a big impact on you know, some massive exporters that New Zealand has, like Fonterra or Zespri? Absolutely will. You know, it's such a it's such a hard relationship to balance, right? It's it's such a hard line to walk between the West, the demands on us from our Western friends, and then our need to kind of keep the Chinese on side because we want to trade with them. Has this government, do you reckon, Jacinda's done an okay job of that? Look, I think to be fair to her, she's been trying to do that. I mean, there's no question that the temperature has gone up on China in the last you know five years. So the time that I've been out of office, Donald Trump changed that narrative around the world. You know, my day with you know President Obama, China was seen as a country that was becoming a you know a good and you know a secure global citizen. And yeah, there were issues, but people were welcoming them and wanting to deal with them. Donald Trump changed that that view, and and a lot of people have believed that and become much more negative. So of course it's harder when our traditional allies are our closest friends, like America and Australia and others. My only point is that. Over a period of time, our trade relations have changed. China is our biggest market now, uh, followed by Australia. We don't even have a free trade agreement with the United States because Donald Trump ripped it up. So actually, I just think you have to be careful and cautious. And as I said, you know, I mean, it's like anything in life. You know, if you want to solve uh, an issue, you know, you can throw your toys in, you can get really aggro, but usually. You know, most of us realise that actually doesn't solve problems. And why would we want to do that when we've got such a long-term relationship with China? It doesn't mean we can't make our points, but at least just do it in a respectful way. Yeah, OK. Uh, thank you very much for that. Really appreciate it. Sir John Key, former Prime Minister. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.